This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast. It's something for the weekend time. Joining me to discuss the trip to Mordor to battle the evil empire of Manchester United, Mr. Chris Bird. Welcome back. Hello. How are you? Not too bad. I think it's we're in the business end now, aren't we? Proper squeaky bum time. Checking everyone's results and all that jazz. But now a proper test, a defining test. A bit like the Newcastle game, we're beating them elevators into proper Europa League potential. Now, this is one... Uh, we've got Liverpool... Now we've got to maintain it. I did one of those predicted table things and Liverpool scorched past us. Uh, you know, I was being conservative. Uh, I mean, we have to beat Brighton and Spurs to have any chance of yeah. getting, uh, let's say, sixth place because I had us down with two wins, two draws, one loss, and there was two points separating Villa Spurs and Brighton. But if you beat Manchester United, then suddenly, like that Newcastle game, it kind of takes you up a level. It, it gives you a chance against Liverpool. I still still don't think we'll finish above them. But certainly it would put us in the box seat for the, the sixth place and the the, the final mm-hmm. Europa League place. And I think that has to be the goal. You know, there was little bits of talk, wasn't there, when you looked at the table after Fulham where you go, ooh, you could catch Man U. And then you sort of get it into context and it was a you know a six-point gap with two games in hand. You're like, you're yeah. never catching United. Don't even look at that. You want United to do you favours. You want Liverpool to do you favours. You want everyone else to beat. You need Tottenham and Brighton to fall away. You don't need to be trying to chase down United. Yeah, I mean, conservatively, sixth would be great and uh, you'd need your Newcastles and United to take out the likes of Spurs and Brighton uh, when they play them. Brighton still have to play the top four, if you didn't know that. So you kind of want the title race to remain competitive as late as possible. Mm -hmm. Uh, You don't want uh, Brighton and Spurs playing those top four teams when the top four places have been established. So uh, hopefully that stays reasonably competitive. Yeah, 
especially with obviously you know Brighton play City, don't they? With the penultimate game of the season, the midweek. So obviously we play Brighton on the Sunday. They're yeah. going to play Man City on the Wednesday night. That's their sort of get final game in hand. But as they always say, you got to take one game at a time. And something for the weekend is a preview slash catch up on the week's events and also looking ahead to that United game. This is not the normal show. This is an additional show. So we like to catch up on things with a Villa Minute. So are you ready for the Villa Minute, Mr. Bud? I am. Let's have that Villa minute. Villa soared up to fifth place in the league briefly after victories over Newcastle and Fulham and a gritty draw at Brentford. While many predicted a tight game against the Toonami, Villa put in one of their best performances of the season, if not a decade, swatting them aside with a statement 3-0 hammering. The Toon went into the game on the back of five straight wins and boasting the league's most measly defence. But they were schooled by Villa's confident front line who racked up a fifth consecutive Premier League win for the first time since 98. They then travelled for the usual tricky away game at Moneyball bogey team Brentford, who'd only lost twice at home all year. Douglas Louise saved the day with a late leveller after Villa lost talisman Emmy Martinez to the half-time shits. They returned to Villa Park for a midweek clash with Fulham and Ming's header was enough to get a leggy Villa over the line and up into fifth position in a largely forgettable game that yielded a fifth home clean sheet on the trot for Emery's super-controlled side. With Villa looking after themselves, they glanced over their shoulder as Spurs were dismantled at Newcastle with the hosts scoring five in the first 21 minutes, while direct rivals Brighton slipped up against the Tricky Trees ahead of their games against the top four big boys. Spurs salvaged the point in the United, leapfrogging Villa on goal difference back into fifth as the four-pronged European battle between Villa Spurs, Liverpool and Brighton got even tighter. Villa now travel to Old Trafford, looking to continue their stellar form on the road to reinforce their charge for Europe. Before we go on, a word from our show sponsors, NordVPN. If you want to protect your online privacy, including your browsing and streaming, then as the fastest VPN on the market, NordVPN allows you to protect and redirect your IP address to multiple locations around the world and on up to six devices. To take advantage of the offer, go to nordvpn.com slash moms. That's N-O-R-D-V-P-N.com slash M-O-M-S. I've been a customer for three years, but if you want to try it yourself, there's also a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. So check it out. As we said, it is the business end now. Five games left, all tough for Villa. And this is, I think, the toughest, statistically. It's got to be. Let's take form in the calendar year, shall we? If you look at that, Manchester United have the second best home form. Only Manchester City have a... I mean, Manchester City have been 100% uh, in 2023. Manchester United, eight games at home, six wins, two draws. So that gives you an indication of why this statistically is uh, Villa's hardest game that's left. Mm -hmm. Villa, though, in the calendar year have the best away record. Played eight, won five, drawn two, lost one, which is actually better than Manchester City, the uh, the champions elect. So 
on that basis for a 2023 game this is as good as it gets second best home form versus best away form who will prevail it's a, it's a really <laughs> tight one to call isn't it I mean you, you sort of think about it and go well Man you have been very good at home Villa have been very good away I think the last I've actually I haven't watched as much of Man United recently up until the last sort of three games and then I have I saw the semi-final against Brighton I saw the game against Spurs away and I saw a little bit of the highlights from the, the European game and um, I don't want to tempt fate, but I will say that I don't think we're playing them at the worst time. I think no, I'm not a, scared of that team. Of, they've got a lot of fixture congestion. I looked at them defensively at Tottenham. In fact, I looked at them defensively in all the games, really. And they are a sitting duck at the back. You have to be positive, though. You cannot just sit back at Old Trafford and wait for them to come at you. They've got injuries, haven't they, in the centre-back position. So you've yeah. got players playing. Uh, I mean, Shaw's been playing there. Yeah, he's actually done reasonably well as a centre-back, but they've got guys playing out of position. And uh, I think you you have to go there and be positive. You try and control the game, but you've got to back yourself to to cause them problems. You can't just sit back and wait for you know Fernandes, Rashford, and, of course, the referee to fuck you over. In the calendar year overall, uh, Villa are only second to Manchester City. Manchester City have 37 points, Villa have 36, but uh, Manchester City have played two less games. But Arsenal have played the same amount of games as we have, and we're four points better off. So I'm looking at when we played Newcastle, and I'm now looking at United, and I've pretty much seen the European game, the Spurs game, and... uh, most of that semi-final in the FA Cup. And I look at them and I'm thinking, I'm not not scared of them in the slightest. This is not United of old. But I'm looking at, you know, Villa are the second best team in the calendar year. And I'm thinking, this this Premier League's not all that, is it? Overall. I mean, what Manchester stri- City yeah. have just decided, right, let's, let's go up a gear and win the league. It's as simple as that, haven't Because they've been kind of pissing around, haven't they, up, mm-hmm. up until this point? Yeah, I think so. The teams at the top, either it's transition or what, I don't know. But Man United aren't you know, a long way off what we would expect. Liverpool have dipped off. Chelsea have clearly dipped off. They're nowhere to be seen. And, and Tottenham don't look particularly clever at the moment. It's a it's a strange one. And it's, Newcastle and are perhaps, Newcastle can't really believe are. where they are. It's like, wow, this is a bit easier than we expected. Villa have uh, got a manager in... And he's made mincemeat of the situation. And yeah, you know, we, we went into uh, April thinking, shit, we've got seven games here and our squad is depleted because key parts you would consider in a rotation like Matty Cash, mm-hmm. Kamara. Yeah, Bailey would play games. Bailey, Coutinho would even get minutes as well. They're all missing. And that gives us, I mean, we've got a few expendables like Burton, Jure and Chambers that, that come on. But these aren't, these are only like when either you're trying to rest players or it's a tactical shut down the shutters swap these are not like first 11 to freshen things up so Emery's had to play kind of with one arm behind his back in terms of rotating that match day squad but still managed to you know eke out a 10 game unbeaten run with uh, including eight wins so there's question marks over this league in terms of real teams that are at the peak of their powers yeah, agreed. So certainly going into a running, you would normally, by this point of, of a, a regular season, if you want to call it that, the, the top six, as is normally the case, would be fairly set and they'd yeah. be fighting it out amongst themselves. So trips to Old Trafford and Anfield are not as daunting as they have been in the past. And when you look at our record in this calendar year, we're the best. So, you know, bring it on really, isn't it a case of... You have to, you have to view it as that, I think, now. It's, it's such an opportunity for Villa that you might not get a better one. There are question marks based on the Fulham game over Ramsey's potential fitness. Yeah, he took a bit of a whack, didn't he, in that one? He ended up sort of, he was limping around, he came off. Hopefully that's not a bad one. In terms of the, uh, when the four 
are going to return. Cash, Kamara, Bailey, Coutinho. It's, it's really weird communication on this because it's this, these really weirdly written fitness updates. A little bit more detail this week. Matty Cash is closing in on return from injury, but he is not available for the trip to Old Trafford. Pretty much to, they say the same about the other three, but slightly different worded, but without any detail whatsoever, isn't it? So you don't know it's if very it's... very ambiguous. It could mean they're back next week, or they could be out for the rest of the season. You, you've got no way of uh, saying it. It doesn't really give us any tactical advantage. There's no real need to do this. But it's a strange... There's a difference, because there used to be a bit more of a timeline, didn't they, before? It's just poor communication now. And I, I did a couple of retweets on this, just to, you know, mock it, basically. Yeah. Well, traditionally, of course, they'd have like a... Yeah, the, the sort of pre-match training thing, and you'd be like, oh, great, Cash is out, looks like he's moving fine, or X, Y, and Z are out there, so they should be okay for the game. But, I mean, with Coutinho and Kamara, it's like both progressing well, but not in the squad. Yeah, or you'd have the traditional one that a lot of managers use of, yeah, this weekend's a, a week too soon, yeah. but we'll be good for next week type thing. Or they're back with the group, but they won't be able to, It's not. they're not quite ready. That's how I'd like to read this, but who knows? Yeah, and also you, you at least say, oh, they're, you know, they're back in training, so because you know, at least then they'll they'll need a week or two under their the belt to uh, have any yeah. chance. Yeah. So it is a bit of a, a weird one, but hey ho, we did expect at least one or two of them back by the end of the month. It doesn't look like it's going to happen. Well, Coutinho's lingered on longer, a lot longer than I thought. Yeah. Um, no one quite knew where Kamara was at, although because he, he'd had a little knock before, then he came back. He's injured again. That's never a good sign. Um, you know that for a player who's not had you know, particularly very many injuries in his career so far, and has come to Villa and had sort of three three periods out in his first season is not yeah. good. But the, the flip side is, I think if you can get them back sooner rather than later with that running, it gives you a real you know shot in the arm going into those you know, final sort of four games if they if they do miss the the Old Trafford game. Yeah, yeah you're you're, set, you're framing it as changes. if they're all going to be back after the Old Trafford game, but I, I, I think. No one knows. We kind of wanted at least one back for this game uh, because fair enough, you can get it over the line. I mean, the Fulham game showed you. I mean, we spoke about this in the last pod where it looked like a managed game, didn't it? Not because they'd run their race, really, three games in the the space of a week. Yeah, I I wonder if, because they have stats for everything, don't they? I I wonder, they they gave it a good go in the first half and I wonder if they sort of check the stats and go, we've got a few too many guys in the red zone, as they call it. Yeah. We need to just pull back slightly and manage them here because we, we we can't afford injuries. You know, we don't have the squads of some of these other sides in and amongst us. And we saw it with Luca Dean. If you're in the whole 10, you, you would see him like with acres of space in front of him and could have been played in to attack the space. But uh, he, he didn't Managed run. The game. And it was like he was under instructions not to force it. Which is fine. I mean, they, it's, it's, it's the annoying phrase I've been using a lot. They, they got the job done, and that's all you can do in those games, cause especially in that game where you think, well, actually, if we win this, we wipe wipe Fulham out of the equation. You've sort of taken out um, Brentford slightly already. So you're looking at, well, we should be eighth and looking up now. Um, you've sort of set up your base camp, if you want to call it that. Now you've, you've got to go after sixth, seventh, and the unlikely thing of fifth, but... We've set ourselves up really well, but you've got to you have to keep it up now. You know, the games they don't come thick and fast. Fortunately, from this point, as we said before, sorry, just after Fulham was that once you get the Fulham one out of the way, you don't have the midweek ones. You you, know, you play pretty much Saturday, Saturday, Sunday. I think it is um, or Sunday, Saturday, Saturday. It's like you know you've you've got seven day breaks between your games. 
we don't have the fixture congestion of sort of Brighton, Man U and a couple of others. You can kind of manage guys and keep them fresh where possible. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, right. Going back to Manchester United's home form, I mean, they are now unbeaten in 14 Premier League home games, 11 wins, 3 draws. They're functional. Longest current ongoing run in the division. Their last defeat at Old Trafford was against Brighton uh, on the opening weekend of the season. So uh, it's pretty impressive. But the thing that kind of gives you, I mean, they'll probably go and score in the first five minutes now, but uh, (laughs) the thing that gives you uh, confidence is, I mean, we're pretty stellar run of clean sheets. In the 20 games that Emery's been the manager, nine of those games have been clean sheets. Just one fewer than Arsenal kept in 51 games. So that shows you he seems to be doing a hell of a lot better job than he defensively, uh, than he what happened to Arsenal. And that's I think that's testament yes. to the personnel as well, and especially Mings. I think so. I, th- I think those Arsenal teams, I've, I've always had them down as probably better footballing, you know, ball-playing centre-backs, but they're not like thoroughbred defenders. Whereas I think Konza and Mings love heading the ball, they love the physical side of things, they love putting their body on the line. Tackling, etc., and you need that with how you know, with how Villa, especially when you go away to places like Old Trafford or you know Liverpool in a couple of weeks' time, and obviously Wolves as well, which we you know we haven't mentioned, but that is a difficult trip with the way yeah with their playing. Uh, Ramsey, we, we mentioned the knock he took and he went off. I mean, I kind of want him. I mean, the best team to play United is obviously with Ramsey and McGinn yeah. in that midfield alongside. Uh, you, need your, you need your ball carriers, don't you? Yeah, Dendonka and uh, Louise and Ramsey has actually scored in the past two league games against Manchester United. Yeah. And no Villa player has ever scored in three consecutive games against United. So hopefully, fingers crossed, he's uh, fit. Got a funny feeling, 1-0 Villa, Ramsey. I'm just, I'm just I mean, throwing you, it out there. I'm all, I'm all for it, David. I, I think <laughs> you, you go there sort of... We, we discussed it, didn't we, after Fulham, about the sort of the pragmatism and, and Emery's sort of cup approach to just strangulating a game as a spectacle. And I think that's exactly the, the, the game plan. But you also, you you would have noticed that talking about strangulation, a lot of that's going on with Watkins. The other teams are starting Mm. to, let's say, pay special attention to him. They are. They are. I thought Fulham did very well in in nullifying his threat. Yeah, I think I think it was just one of those games similar to to Brentford where it it just didn't play in, into his hands in the way he wants to play. And I think uh, there'll be a couple of people who go, oh, you know, he hasn't scored for two games or anything like that. It's nothing like that. Um, he's still getting involved. He's still getting the work rate. You just you don't want him drifting all over the place trying to pick the ball up in areas he shouldn't be. So there are going to be games where he will do that. But I think in, in you know going to Old Trafford, you have got to look at getting him 
you know, one to, you know, one on one against Lindelof, getting in behind them, as he did very well, of course, in the cup game. You know, if you remember, yeah. um, you know, at the turn of the year, we actually gave it a really good go in that second half of that game, and and kind of, but for our ineptitude at the back, could have gone through in that one. Yeah, I don't, I don't like talking about the recent him. cup games, Chris, because if you meant, no, if, if you don't mention them, then we're actually three games unbeaten against United in the league, which uh, mm. that never happens. It hasn't happened for decades. Well, with with where we're at now, you you kind of I'd happily sacrifice those cup games and have done if we can get the league results because at this point this is a big one. You know, that hasn't been a trip to Old Trafford for quite a while, probably since the O'Neill days. I remember that Makeda game that meant something where they've got something to play for, and so have we. Normally, yeah. it's always been United with something to play for at the business end, and Villa have kind of often gone there on numerous occasions at this time of year for some reason. It's, it's a bit of a kind of also ran. But to have actual three games where you haven't been beaten in the league, it's it's. Mm. Uh, uh, it's it's close to a miracle because in before that when was the last time yeah. we beat them at home was ninety five August ninety five yeah yeah so it's like some crazy shit going on and then we beat them at Old Trafford with a Gabby goal and of course last season there was the, the Courtney Hawes winner and you know, the Fernandez last minute penalty drama so that's what gives me uh, hope here I think if we if we play well I, I think we get something from this game obviously yeah. formidable United at home just their record says it all but I don't think they're unbeatable it's just is that team fresh enough to keep going and give it one more I think considering the Newcastle game and then you, you've, you've had kind of two games almost like in cruise control uh, that suggests that there is some uh, there is you know they can go back up a gear using the gear analogy quite a lot yeah I, I'd say so let's have a look at United's threats Fernandez a bit of trolling going on with he looked like he was out for the rest of the season in some of those pictures yeah and then he played against Tottenham and actually had a pretty good game especially yeah, in the first so that half. was a bit of a red herring I kind of prefer him to be in there even though he is pretty much their main man this, yeah. this season I mean he's he's got seven assists five goals which is their main assist man Rashford's uh, obviously the top scorer with 16 league goals at the moment also uh, alongside Fernandez is one of their more creative forces with five assists Ericsson seven assists uh, you'd probably expect him to start yeah he came off again in that Tottenham game actually it made a huge difference they replaced Ericsson with Fred and they just couldn't keep the ball Yeah, because they, they just don't similar to Villa at the moment I don't think they've got the big guns coming off the bench as they would have done before they've still got you know enough, enough firepower going forward you know, especially with I think Sancho's just starting to play like the player that United hoped he would be I think it could be a you know a, a difficult afternoon for Ashley Young if he's not given some support down that side bar Rashford I mean Sancho really hasn't set fire yet has he yet. he hasn't really you've got McTominay alongside Fernandez as the two let's say deeper midfielders and then the three in front of them behind Rashford doesn't strike fear I mean the last couple of home games I mean it's been a while actually since they've played at home in the league but they beat Everton 2-0 beat Brentford 1-0 and in front of McTominay and Fernandez you had Sancho and then Sabitzer, mm-hmm. who take it or leave it. As far yeah, as they I'm might concerned. play Fernandez in there. They might play Fernandez further forward and play. And then Anthony, yeah, or, but yeah, yeah. I, I think they might be tempted to uh, move Fernandez against Villa. And also, we don't know. You know, we talk about Villa being tired, but Manu have played you know 120 minutes against Brighton at Wembley. Yeah, and then had to play a Thursday night game with a very quick turnaround away from home ahead of a Sunday Sunday match. They look leggy as fuck in the second half against Tottenham. 
And it was because Tottenham had a go at them. You've, you've got to go and be aggressive. Villa can't go and be passive in this one, I don't think. It's sort of high risk, high risk, high reward. I mean, obviously I wanted them to beat Spurs for the uh, the situation between Villa and Spurs, but it would have made United think, well, that's pretty much secured top four. Mm-hmm. So they could hopefully ease off a little bit uh, against us because as you say, you know, they've been at it over the last few weeks. And so they might have thought, well, you know, if we get a draw here or whatever, you know, it's it's all good. It's not really going to affect the bigger picture. In terms of uh, Mom's pull panel results, uh, what are you going for? I'm going to go score draw. That's what we did against uh, Brentford, and we got that right. Score draw with a caveat that actually, if you get a little bit of luck, no caveat. This is this. I don't like this fence fence sitting that you tend to do. You know me. I'm always cautiously optimistic. One. Panel result. Score draw. Yeah, I'm going to go score draw. I think Villa had a bit more on the bench. If they had a Bailey or a Kamara, something extra, then I I would be a bit more bullish for the win. Not saying it's out of the question, and I wouldn't even be surprised if we beat United. But I think score draw would be in isolation, considering how... Formidable United being at home despite uh, being off the you know the top two in terms of the the title race they're still a tough nut to crack at Old Trafford so a point would actually uh, be a decent result but that also builds up that if you do manage to win then uh, probably uh, where Villa are in terms of the last t- couple of times they've won at Old Trafford this would probably be the most useful win at Old Trafford yes for yeah, a long long yeah, long time at, at, this, at this time of the year absolutely. I remember when we were chasing them for the title under Ron Atkinson and we went to Old Trafford and it was what like, it? that was when Villa were, you know, you're thinking as a supporter, are we are we really in a title race with United for this first title? Are we legit here? And that was the game that rubber stamped Villa as legit because it was a battle. I mean, we went 1-0 up to that great Staunton goal and then it was like the Alamo. They just came at us like wave after wave after wave. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't have that many, I mean, they obviously got the equaliser, but they didn't have that many clean-cut chances. I mean, we were pinned back, but it showed we had a bit of resolution about us, and I think we're going to uh, hopefully demonstrate that one more time, and you'll walk away from that game, hopefully with a positive result, thinking, ah, this is going to be good next season, because this team uh, more than match United here. So I'm hoping for that as the upshot. Yeah, and especially when I when you factor in how our trips to the other sort of big, you know, the so-called big boys have gone. Obviously, the Arsenal one earlier in the season was a totally different looking Villa side. The Man City away one was was a kind of a pretty comfortable afternoon for City at that one. Newcastle, of course, we got dismantled. This one, you want to go and, and put a marker down? Yeah, so it's about this season, but it's also with an eye on uh, next season as well. And uh, that duality, I'm uh, very happy about both scenarios at the moment because I think next yep. season uh, should be interesting. As I, I mentioned, I can't remember which podcast I mentioned in. I haven't really gone over the top about it, but personally, I was very bullish in that uh, fan advisory board meeting when he said, I don't know if it was half of it was like building it up before he dropped the, oh yeah, 15% increase, season tickets, etc. Amongst other things. And we're going to take some of your seats off you. Taking away your free cup and we're taking away 108 uh, season ticket holders seats. But uh, before that, he was talking about we are going bold next season. We are. Uh, he's convinced, I think, that the setup top tier manager... To quote his phrase, squad actually performing at its level and you know there's more in the tank once the injuries come back. Yeah, He said we're going bold on the field. So expect some proper signings, although the problem is Newcastle have got top four. So 
with the shed load of cash they've got, they're going to be able to uh, potentially pip us in the, the marketplace. So hopefully we've moved with stealth. And been savvy. It, we're, we're going bold, people. That's the headline. So bolt yourselves in. Actually, the villa will charge you for that if you bolt yourself in. They've, they've always got bolt-on <laughs> bolt charges, haven't they? Bring your own <laughs> bolts. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.